I'm Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties Swifties Anonymous. Anonymous. Episode 15. I can't believe that we're on episode 15. I can't either. So I guess we don't really have a Swifty news segment. Oh, actually, I did think of something. Say it. So Taylor won't be credited if, like for the Grammys, if Olivia Rodrigo wins. Because it's like not enough to be a songwriting credit. Like, again, an article that I saw skimmed. Right. And forgot immediately. Yeah. Well, because we talked about a couple episodes ago, the nominations. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. If she if Olivia wins, then Taylor will win. Which she's going to win. Olivia's going to win. She's she's the Grammy darling this year for sure. I mean, I don't really think that the album deserves to win. But I know it's it's a fan favorite. Yeah. It probably. I mean, it might be like it probably is actually really good. It's just not it's not, not my it, thing. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it's for me. Yeah, in a way that I don't know. It's not I mean, bad at there's all. There's some it's catchy not, songs. That's for yeah. sure. It's just not my personal cup of tea. Yeah, maybe but I'll change my mind one day about that. Maybe I used to think that about Billy. Right, but it was mainly <laughs> not gonna lie. It was mainly Billy Eilish fans that made me not want to listen to Billy Eilish. Mm, true, true, <laughs> but. I'm glad I got over that because she's amazing. She is. So have we got two songs for you? We really do. We have two songs to talk about. So do you want to talk about Innocent? Yeah. Let's talk about Innocent. It's all right. Just wait and see ya. String of lights is still bright to me. Who you are is not where you've been. You're still an innocent. song just um, right off the bat just right off the bat it's it's a nice song i don't mm-hmm. it's it's a little like this whole part of the album kind of like slumps for me just a little bit bit of a drop yeah yeah um maybe just because there's so many like the first part of the album is so stacked yeah it's a little top heavy mm-hmm. but but it's still i mean i do the sound of the song is a nice little breather after yeah. better than revenge, better than revenge. Yeah. yeah and before haunted yeah yes it's yeah i like it um, yeah. What about you? Um, I, guess- I think the song is beautiful. It's a great mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. I not a huge fan of the whole thing about it being about Kanye. <laughs> that it makes it cringe for me. Did not age well. It it's not even that it didn't age well. I don't know. Let's get let's get into okay. the background and okay, then let's I'll, get into the background. I'll start screaming. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so. Well, in case you guys didn't know, Swifties or non-Swifties alike, it was written about the 2009 Video Music Awards incident when Kanye West ran on stage to interrupt Taylor's acceptance speech. I think we've talked about that many times. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everyone knows about it. And Taylor herself said, the song Innocent is about something that really intensely affected me emotionally. It took a while to write this one. I was fortunate enough to get a chance to perform this song on the VMAs, and that's the first time that anyone ever heard it. Putting out an album called Speak Now, where you're supposed to say what you feel when you know how you feel. I felt that performing that song on that particular award show was appropriate. I hope everybody likes this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she really has a thing for, like, performing the appropriate songs on award shows. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did not know that about the song, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like that she had performed it? Yeah, I didn't know that she, like, debuted it at the VMAs a year after the incident. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that that's the first time... Yeah, that it was before the album came out. So yeah, and it's not even like a single or right, like a hit song. Cut. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Another thing she said was she wanted to write a song to, I guess Kanye instead mm-hmm. of about. Uh, she didn't want a pity party. 
It doesn't really add anything good if I start victimizing myself and complaining about things, which yep. some anti-Swifties would probably disagree, but you know. Right. So, <sighs> so I've got a slight hot take about this song. Okay. So I'm not – I don't like it being about Kanye because it doesn't – it just like doesn't fit – you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. she's doing this huge grand apology. Like, yes, I – or not apology, but like I, I accept your apology kind of thing. Where right. he he never really acted like he was like sorry for it. Yeah. And he, like Kanye just kind of lives on another plane of existence where like he doesn't really care. Yeah, he really doesn't. And whatever publicity he got, like I don't think – like he got a lot of backlash for the incident, of course. But it just – it never acted – he just didn't – I don't know. Well, it's just weird to me. So it is weird. I stumbled upon a random comment on Reddit recently where someone was like, I don't think Innocent is about Kanye, or I don't think it was originally written about that. Okay. They thought it was written originally about John Mayer. Oh. When he had, he got all his backlash for the interview that he did where he said all that horrible stuff. Oh. And I dug into it a little bit more and the timeline does check out and there's some lyrics that hint more toward John Mayer. Interesting. So, like, maybe when they were still together, like, pre-Dear John, she wrote this? Yeah. Or, like, mm. yeah, because that would check out. Or even if they were broken up, once he was receiving all this backlash for, you know, all the awful things he said, mm -hmm. you know, if they were close, then she would have seen, like, you know, him being all sad and wrote this song for him. But, but then, of course, she kind of revised. I don't know if maybe the song was unfinished and then she... Uh, tweaked it to make it more about it because I mean the the September oh, okay. it, it does refer to the oh, VMAs the VMAs yeah yeah but so I found this random <laughs> Tumblr blog uh oh that is literally titled reasons why innocent is about John Mayer not Kanye did Taylor like this because apparently she likes a lot of theories she that used to yeah but I don't know I don't that know. she liked this one but okay so for one, the line wasn't easier in your lunchbox days. John Mayer has a song called 83 in which he mentions a lunchbox and wanting to be a kid again. Mm, okay. So I was like, interesting. And then the rest of that line where she says there's always a bigger bed to crawl into. Mm -hmm. Years ago in 2010, John tweeted, blah, 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 blah. And that's what adulthood is. You wake up from the nightmare and realize there's no bigger bed to climb into. Interesting. And then yet again... The line, Lost Yourself in Your Warpath, John's last album was Battle Studies, which okay. seems a little stretchy, but... And hey. the 32 line, everyone thinks that it's about Kanye, but yeah. John was also 32. Oh. And there's a couple other things, but... um, Interesting. Yeah. So I think, yeah, she definitely tweaked some things to make it apply to the Kanye situation, but... And her performing it for Kanye... Yeah, obviously, at that obviously, point. But... Originally, I don't thinking. think. Yeah, I think it fits better for it to be about John. Personally, it makes me dislike the song less because <laughs> it's not that. Like, I actually, I love the it song. It makes more it's sense. Beautiful. Yeah, but like, it just makes me cringe to think about her writing this for Kanye. Yeah, Kanye's not innocent. Yeah, which I mean, I guess you could argue like she was naive and she didn't know how Kanye was, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I wish yeah. we could credit the Reddit user. I know. It was just a random comment. And then I did some digging and I found this blog. And so here we are. So that's my new uh, my new headcanon. Well, I like it. I think um, our listeners really, you guys should write in and tell us yeah. if you think it's about Kanye or if you think it's about John. Tell us why. Yeah. And Send a minimum of three paragraphs. <laughs> yes. Double spaced. 
600 words or less or more. I mean, more. <laughs> not less. Oh, that'd be a lot of words, though. Yeah. Write an essay. Write your master's thesis about whether this song is about Kanye or John Mayer. Yep. So thank you. Well, let's just pretend the song is about Kanye. Yeah. Which, I mean, and it is. You said it is, even yeah. if it was about John originally. Yeah. And I think she definitely changed the narrative like, I don't think she was ever going to say that this wasn't about him. You know, she was just going to go with the flow and be like, yep, yeah. it's about this. Yeah. So. Yeah, because Kanye did um, after, like, right after he, I think, tweeted an apology or something. Mm-hmm. But then, like, later, he was like, basically, I'm not sorry. Like, I don't regret it. Like, he's yeah. he's the worst. Yeah, that's the thing to me. It's like, he just never... It's like, yeah, he was maybe sorry about the backlash he received. Yeah. But he's like, not truly repentant. In his exactly in his mind, you know, he was right. Him going on stage and saying that Beyonce should have won, he, you know, that's whether it's true or not, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well so, I mean anyways. If it was about Kanye or whatever, too bad it didn't end here, you know? Right. I know. Like if this could have just been it and just could have put everything behind them. And they could have been great. Yep. But we know that's not what happened. And I guess we'll get into it more probably later. So reputation (laughs) uh, is approaching. Oh, it is eventually. (laughs) I know you're looking forward to it. I am. I know we don't always talk about like reviews. Yeah. But sometimes there's some interesting ones. So I I thought this was interesting. Allison Stewart of the Washington Post described Innocent as a small masterpiece of passive aggressiveness. Exactly. Um, Which is kind of true. I mean, is it genuine or is she trying to be passive aggressive? No, I think she probably was being genuine. I think she was. Yeah. Um, she was innocent herself. Um, right. And you also got this guy, Jonathan Keefe of Slate Magazine. He said that he described the song as a patronizing, condescending sermon and somewhat hypocritical given her reputation for writing songs that go for the jugular. <laughs> See, I don't think it's hypocritical, but it no. is patronizing if, like, if it was about Kanye mm-hmm. and like having the narrative of it being about him in this situation, like this whole talking to him like a child kind of thing again. Again. Yeah. So I can agree with part of that. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny on the genius, the little about, I don't know if you read it, but yeah, it says this song talks about learning from your mistakes and growing to a better person, which Connie <laughs> sadly did not do. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Which is true. But like you said, I think he's just on like another plane. Like he just, yeah, he's just I don't, not, he doesn't function like a normal human. No. And like, you know, we know at the time we didn't know that he was straight up mentally ill and now we do know. And so it makes a little true. bit more sense. That's true. Not to excuse his actions, but yeah, you know, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Well. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's wild. Well, it's time for confessions. confessions. So who's the confession to? John Mayer. Oh, okay. Well, maybe John Mayer, maybe West, Kanye, that is, or maybe a little bit of both. Um, But I mean, I guess the the narrative right now is that it was to Kanye West. Yeah. So she is confessing that he's innocent, which... Yeah, see, to me, the, like, innocent is also, like, a weird way to describe. Like, I don't know. It is. That's why, to me, it maybe applies more to the John Mayer situation is, like, you know, if it was about the consequences of his actions of saying terrible things, like, her being like, that's not really who you are. You just, you know, you said something weird. And yeah. So that, to me, is another reason why. It makes more sense. Yeah. I like it. I like this theory. Okay. 
Are we getting into the lyrics now? Let's get into the lyrics. I love the pre-choruses, the the vocal melody, the wasn't yes. it easy? It's so yeah. good. It is really good. Yeah, I love the lunchbox days line and the firefly catching days line. Uh, which did uh, Adam Young ghostwrite the song from El City? Mm. <laughs> I'd like to make myself believe. <laughs> you would not believe your pants if 10 million fire ants. Um, so... <laughs> uh yeah so i i really i want to separate this song from whatever it's about just because it is like you can apply it to anything yeah that's true you know whether it's yourself or like you know another person but she she does add the details to make it so personal to herself being so so specific and yet general it's just truly a gift yeah, yeah, I agree. And it was interesting, again, with Genius, who knows? <laughs> but when it says that um, the string of lights is referencing all of the lights by Kanye West, which I don't, I don't agree. No. When did that album come out? Uh, what's the name of the album? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Let me do a quick little Google. It came out the same year. It came out November oh. of 2010. And this came out October. Okay, so like, that, that person needs to be downvoted. Sorry, but no. <laughs> um, Bonnie Vare worked on it. Ah. So and we've now. come full circle. And here we go. So, so it, wait, is there a Taylor Swift-Kanye collaboration that's going to happen ever? <sighs> Not that I'm a Kanye fan. I mean, he has he is probably a genius. Yeah, he's got some really good songs. Like, come on. He really does. But you can't deny it. I mean, but, I know they kind of hinted to a collab maybe like back when they were friends again. Yeah. And it, since it didn't happen then, maybe there's just, I just could you, don't see a way. Could you imagine for the re-recorded reputation if he's featured on like a vault track? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it would be marketing genius. It would could be. Could you imagine the headlines? Which I mean, that's why Kanye does everything. It's always for the for, headlines. Yes, it's true. So, okay, don't let's not give up hope. Yeah, that yeah. might happen. I mean, mm -hmm. again, not a big Kanye West fan, but I know he's a crazy genius. So, yeah, yeah, a mad genius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you have a favorite line in the song? Oh yeah, we're talking about the lyrics. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, mine was, "It's okay, life is a tough crowd. Thirty-two and still growing up now." Yeah, is that yours too? There's a lot of no. Oh, I so the whole bridge. I really like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so time turns flame to embers. You'll have new Septembers. I love that. That's a good one. But I also love today is never too late to be brand new. And the delivery. Yeah, the delivery and how the, the music goes all, mm -hmm. gets all ballady. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that, that is a good bridge. Taylor and those bridges. <sighs> Taylor and those bridges. She loves, she loves September too. Yes. It's a good month. It is. And I wonder if every reference to September in her songs, is that have to do with the VMAs? <laughs> I mean, back to December did probably. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm here the for The entire it. Um, cover of September, mm -hmm. just all about the VMAs, turns out. Yes. Um, do you want to get into these tropes? Let's hear those tropes. Okay. So... Here's another, like, looking back at – kind of, like, looking back at the past with the wisdom of a thousand lifetimes. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Um, and then you've got the childhood nostalgia. Classic. Talking to the enemy like a child. Oh, yeah. Being morally wronged, but then also trying to do this grand forgiveness and then forgiveness in general. Also, weather and lights. I forgot to write some of these down. <laughs> a specific but, month? Yes. 
fire, like flames to embers. I mean, that's yes, like, I don't know. Very burning. much. I feel like, does she mention fireflies in other songs? I don't know. Maybe not. Did you write down the specific age? No. I mean, that's that's, that's, a, that's a trope, right? It's very much a trope. Yeah, I think I um forgot to finish writing my trope, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty tropey, it's pretty on brand. Yeah. I mean like even like the string of lights is still bright, it's kinda like shining, like Yeah, it's close. That's kind of a thing. Very much. Oh, I do love the life is a tough crowd. Line. There's there I mean, this is lyrically a very good song. It is, it really regardless is. of what it's about. Yeah. I agree. She's a genius. For sure. Um, the secret message, which this, you know, would go a little bit with the Kanye thing. Mm-hmm. Um, life is full of little interruptions. Yeah. Which apparently she has – I was reading – why do I never write this stuff down when I read it? <laughs> but basically like where her VMA is, like the VMA she won that uh-huh. year, it's like on a mantle or something and next to it or engraved in it or something is life is full of little inter- interruptions. Oh, cute. So, yeah. 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 So she, I mean, I think she changed the narrative to make it yeah, more, yeah. more headliney almost. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She is enough. a marketing genius too. So, uh, well, that is let's, definitely true. Let's not discredit that. So, that's why the yeah. Kanye Taylor thing is definitely going to happen. You, it hear, has you to. heard it here first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I hope you heard it here first. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you listened to another Swifty podcast. Um, you did hear the Phoebe Bridgers Taylor Swift thing here first, right? Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. We didn't steal that. That was definitely no, from my own brain. That was from my brain. It was from yeah. both our brains. From your brain, probably. I don't even remember at this point. It doesn't matter. Well, if we are talking about dream collaborations, I would love to see Taylor and Sufjan Stevens do a song together. Ooh, that would be so sad. And I think it's it's not too distant because St. Vincent yeah. wrote or, you know, co-wrote Cruel Summer from Lover. Right. And she used to be in Sufjan's band. Oh, okay. Like early early on so i could see it it's not I mean, too far off and i mean I'm, I'm sure like a taylor olivia rodrigo thing's gonna happen at some yeah point. i mean that's just that's seems... gonna be a, a vault track on 1989 i'm just gonna call it now yeah probably and and i think she's still collaborating with the jonas brothers i feel like that's probably gonna happen yeah we never got any answers on that yeah that, that was so weird hmm interesting but you can't just leave us with no answers, Taylor, but that's what you do all the time. Uh, what did you rate this? What did you rate it? Okay. <laughs> uh, I rated it a 5.5 Okay, if it's about Kanye or a 6 <laughs> if it's about John. I also put down a 5.5. <laughs> Cause, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do, I do like it. It is kind of weird that it might be about Kanye, but yeah, yeah. Anytime I can listen to it, if I can separate myself from what it's supposed to be about or whatever, mm-hmm. then I like it a lot more. But I always get reminded and I'm like, oh, well, okay, it's kind of, I don't know, preachy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the swiftiness levels? Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the swifty? I mean, it's like, it's pretty swifty because there are a lot of just individual tropes and like the theme is like vaguely swifty, but it's not overly so. So yeah. I said like a 6.5 or 7-ish. Yeah. I was thinking like a 6. Yeah. Maybe 6.5 is fair. That sounds good to me. Six and a half tough crowds. <laughs> 6.5 flames to embers. Ooh, yeah. 6.5 32-year-old men, whoever they may be. <laughs> 6.5 32-year-old men acting like children. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I like that. Because that's that's a running theme. It is. You know, we've got John Mayer being childish you've got kanye being childish you've got that guy that wrote that blog that she wrote mean about 
Yeah. Being pretty childish. That's true. I forgot about that one. Man, she really be calling people out. Yeah. All right. So you want to take a break? Let's take a quick little break. And then we can dive into the spooky song, Haunted. Oh, no. <laughs> so spooky. Okay. Welcome back to Swifties Anonymous. And now we're going to talk about Taylor's goth phase. Haunted. <laughs> haunted. Hey, I'm haunted here. song let's just get that out of the way uh i mean the vocal melody in the chorus i enjoy i've forgotten hold on come on oh come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay i enjoy that um it's not my fave it's dramatic the drama of it all yeah it's um, so it's so goth so again, goth rock it is again i gotta give it to her she's experimenting with some different things yeah which she hadn't quite landed into her you know what really works for her yet, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not a big, I'm, it's not my favorite either. Yeah. I mean, she listened to Evanescence one time and yeah. was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Better Than Revenge is Paramore, this is Evanescence. Very true. She's like, let me give this a try. Yes. Do, do you have any background info yes. for us? So some background. Okay. Um, She said, Haunted is about the moment that you realize the person you're in love with is drifting and fading fast and you don't know what to do but in that period of time in that phase of love where it's fading out time moves so slowly everything hinges on what that last text message said and you're realizing that he's kind of falling out of love your motorola razor (laughs) yes uh your lg chocolate that's a really heartbreaking and tragic thing to go through because the whole time you're trying to tell yourself it's not happening I went through this and I ended up waking up in the middle of the night writing the song about it. Well, I mean, that is pretty dramatic and like, yeah, maybe it makes sense. The waking up in the middle of the night, like, and it's all spooky and you write the spooky song. Yeah. yeah. I could see that you're having like nightmares about it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So we don't know who this is about or anything. I could There's not no- find any other info about this. I mean, huh. I was digging, maybe I should have dug more, but I mean, I mean do we I, have I any guesses? I mean, it seems John Mayer, maybe. Yeah, he's falling out of love. Just, yeah, just because like that's what the rest, you know, most of these yeah, other songs true. are about him. But yeah, it wouldn't be Taylor because we know that she broke up with him. Right. Yeah. Who else would it have been in this time period? Yeah. But or it could be I don't know. Because the one thing I think what I don't like about it, besides the, you know, <laughs> the dramatic instrumentation, is it's it's vague it's vague yeah it's definitely like her most vague on the record on this album yeah it's like everything mm-hmm. else is so specific and there's at least some details that are like ooh, yeah this applies to me yeah even though you think it applies to something else it's like hey it's relatable and it's like yeah it's relatable ish but it's not there's the, it's missing the details mm-hmm. so yeah yeah we all know yeah. taylor's the best when she gives all those details exactly um yeah and it's yeah it's not lyrically bad or anything i guess it's no. just it's just, yeah, kind of vague. It's kind of, yeah, kind of middle of the road for me. Because they're really, like, the music is what's cringy to me. There's no, like, cringy lines, really. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the music. <sighs> just because I'm just not, like, I liked Evanescence when I was 12. You know, we all did. Mm-hmm. And they're still, like, they probably still hold up. I haven't listened to them in years. But oh, are they still making music? I don't remember. I feel like they, like, were on hiatus for a long time. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. That's right. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I need to brush up on my mid two thousands music, or early two thousands music, honestly. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just not really my thing. And if like there were some lyrics that really stuck out to me, then I would probably be more attached to it. But yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. This might be my least favorite on the album, I think. Yeah. If I were to pick one. Yeah. Again, not that, it's, not that it's terrible, but just... No. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's not a bad song by any means, so... Just didn't work for me. Yeah. And I'm um, sure it works for someone. Yeah, I'm sure. So, some fun facts. Yes. Um, some fans theorize it's inspired by Twilight. That was a fun fact I found. <laughs> I mean... Because she was dating, what's his name? Taylor you know what? Lautner, so maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Heck. I don't know. Or in the early 2010s, what else... Yeah. Do people get inspired by this was that era when yeah. twilight was huge i mean i don't think she she didn't openly say that but yeah who knows on the speak now world tour taylor revved up the drama for this song by starting it with bells and wearing a dark ripped up dress oh is that the one where she has the big old bell this, yeah she like clings the bell okay i meant yep. to i meant to watch the live video and i forgot so sorry but the yeah, drama was, the drama of it all some pretty fun facts. That's pretty fun. That's uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had more to say, but it's just so middle of the road. Uh, yeah. Well, well, do we have any confessions? <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know who the confession is to. This, yeah. This one's really got me stumped. I mean, I guess maybe John Mayer. Speculative. Maybe someone else. Maybe it's someone we don't know about. It's very possible. How about that? Hot take. She could have dated someone else and we don't know. That is that is very possible. Um, there was something funny also I read. I think it was on Rolling Stone. Uh, Rob Sheffield, if I'm saying his name right, always does like, I think that he did like the countdown of the Taylor song. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I thought his comment, I thought his comment was funny for this one. Enchanted to meet you, goth Taylor. We'll meet again. <laughs> That's like all it said. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Oh, yeah. That's, yes. That I agree. Laughing. Yeah. I mean, she really came into her goth phase later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have anything else to I add. don't know. I don't know what else uh, to say. I know. Do we go into the lyrics? Yeah, let's talk about the lyrics. Yeah, and we're going to have exactly two things to say about these two. Um, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about the lyrics, but I'm just going to say it again. The vocal melody is really good. That's probably the best part. I do song. love the pre-chorus. The whoa, holding yeah. my breath. That is very Evanescence. <laughs> Yes. To me. I mean, the whole thing is, but that for some reason, maybe the melody. What do you think about the strings? They're a lot. It is a lot. A lot of strings. Like, yeah. What do you think about the strings? Yeah, it's too much. Um, She said, (laughs) she did actually say why she wanted, she said, I wanted the music and the orchestration to reflect the intensity of the emotion the song is about. Okay. So we recorded strings with Paul Buckmaster at Capitol Studios in Los Angeles. It was an amazing experience recording this entire big live string section that I think in the end really captured the intense chaotic feeling of confusion I was looking for. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, because it is chaotic and confusing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird a little bit, but I appreciate the craft. Absolutely. I I mean, I love the sound of strings. It's just is just strange on this. This one, yeah. Does she really use strings other than this album? I don't not because really? I know back to December she does and yeah, but she doesn't really go back to the strings. Yeah, again, I think she was just maybe just trying some stuff out, which is fine. Yeah, good for her. But yeah, um, did you have a favorite line? Uh, did you have a favorite line? <laughs> um, I mean, I wrote down something. I'm not crazy about it, but yeah, I'm just curious like, what yours is first. That's the thing. Yeah, these are all. It's just there's nothing that jumps out at me. I do like the end, the outro. You and I walk a fragile line. And that's mm-hmm. the intro and the outro. Mm-hmm. I do. I like that line. But I also, I just love the outro when she's like, never thought I'd see it. And it's like, 
Yeah. It just stops. That's very dramatic. And that's probably my favorite part of the song. And not just because the song is over. <laughs> I wrote down the same line. Oh, really? <laughs> or the same like section of lines. You and I walk a fragile line and I've known it all this time. Yeah. Never, ever thought I'd see a break. I mean, it's it's hard to pick a favorite when it's like everything's kind of vague. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. She, well, I guess maybe we'll, we'll get into it, the tropes, but it's kind of interesting. She references this other guy too. Yeah. Like I never she's really trying noticed to move it. on. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting little yeah. thing she inserts in verse two. Do you want to go into these tropes Yeah, then? let's hear them tropes. Okay. I mean, the drama of it all is pretty <laughs> – that's what – you know, that's, that that's the whole the song. song. Yeah. And I had a, I did have a hard time picking out specific ones just because it's fake. But so we've got eyes and smiles, mm-hmm. um, watching someone walk away, mm-hmm. an up and down relationship. The bad boy is always better than the nice guy. I don't know what she actually says, but – it sounds like in that verse that you were talking about, like it definitely sounds like an, a nice guy. Yeah, it says like he like will try to take away my pain, might make me smile, but I wish it was you instead, basically. Yeah. So yeah, right. It sounds very um, just Mariano. Um, <laughs> Always. So we've got lack of breathing, and then an, an emotionally unavailable guy, but mm-hmm. he's also everything that you need slash want. Yeah, that is classic Taylor. So yeah, I couldn't unless you can find any other ones. It's just no. You know, I mean that's. Yeah, the idea, the whole idea is very tropey. Yeah. But yeah, not a whole lot of specific details that we usually latch on to. Exactly. And I think this could have been anybody's song. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have her, you know, stamp on it as much as others. No. It's kind of interesting, though, like, whenever I'm, I find a song like this that I don't really feel that passionate about or, like, can't find a whole lot of information about, sometimes I'll mm-hmm. read, like, the comments on like Reddit or or I don't know one of those sites where people comment like song meanings or something. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is there are a lot of people that love the song. And it's like oh. I totally relate to this, and so I mean, I mean that's good. Yeah, I mean it sounds like a tumultuous relationship that's probably very relatable. Yeah. So maybe if I went through something like this, I would relate. But. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did you listen to the acoustic version? Yeah, I did like the acoustic version better. I mean, yeah. it still has a has the strings going hard, the, but yeah, it's like if the strings were a little bit softer. Yeah, I think it would be better because I think yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I I do like the acoustic version a little bit better, mm-hmm. but they still be going off. Yeah, uh, it's still dramatic. Yeah. Oh, in the to insert the secret message. Yes. Still to this day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what that doesn't point to a name. Why did you not give us any more information, Like, Taylor? she's still in love with whoever this person is that drifted away from her, Ooh. I guess, is the idea. Okay. So maybe it is John Mayer because in the other – in Dear John, wasn't it like, I loved you since the very first day or something like that? Oh, yeah. So maybe it is. Maybe this was like one of the dips in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would, and, that would yeah. fit. I don't know. Or maybe it's not even about – oh, no, she did say it was about her. I was like, maybe it's a storytelling, but no, she did, in fact, say that yeah. <laughs> this was personal, so whatever. Oh, well. Oh, uh, wow. Are we already to the ratings? We are. What would you rate this? <laughs> I gave it a five. Oh, okay. I gave it a 4.5. Yeah. Couldn't quite, couldn't quite give it the five. Yeah. It's just – yeah, it's just – it's a five. It's just middle yeah. of the road <laughs> completely <laughs> to me. Or slightly less for you. Slightly less. As far as the swiftiness goes? Um, I don't know. It's not very swifty. No, I, like I a, think I, I put a five for that too. 
I was thinking like a four. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're going to pick like not Swifty. Yeah. I, I guess the but drama, I mean, the the drama of it all, like, it is yeah, because I was thinking four as well, but then the, the drama like made it slightly more. All right. I I, I'll agree with your five. I feel like every time you always go with what I say, I never go with what you say. So we can. We well, can because you're the trope it. master. <laughs> I'm just uh, along for the ride. Okay. I'm just kidding. Five. I, I did Five make a document though. that was a master list of all the tropes. It's still not done. I don't think it's it'll beautiful. ever be done. I love it. I've been looking at it. I love <laughs> I, all the do, types and subtypes. And yeah, I it's have great. to refer back to it, but then I know there's some that I'm missing. Like there's a lot that I'm missing. And also I don't know how to describe some of them. So I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, five fragile lines. Done. Yeah, it's perfect. Because there's really nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was both of our favorite lyrics. Like, yep. Good job. All right. Well, Good job, us. Oh, I guess join us next time when we talk about last kiss and long live. Yeah, that's those are some words I just said. <laughs> and that's going to be it for the like original. Yeah, speak now album, which is crazy. And I'm wondering um, what else she would include on this album if she re-records it. Because like with Red, she included. Like Ronan and yeah, if there a was couple any other yeah. in betweens. I mean, do you know the one Eyes Open she did for Hunger Games? The Hunger Games one, yeah. I feel like that's gotta be on one of the albums because that it song's actually to. really good. I, I feel like was it more towards Red when she did that, or was it more towards Speak Now? Because maybe twelve. I guess it would have been right. Two thousand twelve was that yeah. one. Was it for the first Hunger Games or was it for Maybe it was the Catching second Fire. one because then there was also the one she did with the Civil Wars, which is also <gasps> really good. so good. Yeah, I hope but that she But the Civil Wars are broken somewhere. up. So I don't know if that song will happen again. Oh. Safe and Sound, that's what it's called. Safe and Sound is so good. It was so good. I even, I like that song when I was like anti-Taylor Swift. Wow. I remember you showing it to me. Yeah, because the Civil Wars, we mm-hmm. like them. Um, also crazier. Yeah. Hannah Montana soundtrack. I mean, I would have thought that would have been on Fearless if it's, if she's going to re-record it. But maybe right, it's... she did Today Was a Fairy Tale. Maybe Disney owns it or something. Maybe. Wow. Is that all we, we did got? It. We did it. Swifties out. Swifties out.